ask that you open your Bibles this morning to the Gospel of Matthew, the Gospel according to Matthew, and we'll be looking at three verses of Scripture, verses 28 through 30, Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30, and these are some familiar verses of Scripture that I'm sure you've read and before and heard, and before we read them, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, thank you for your word. Lord, open our hearts to receive your word today. Help me, your unworthy servant, as I read it, and that I may proclaim it faithfully, Lord, for you. And if there be any who know not Christ today here, or who are watching, Lord, I ask you to pierce their heart, the Holy Spirit, and through your word, Lord, they may know Christ, and draw us all closer to our Lord Jesus Christ today. In his name I pray, amen. Matthew chapter 11, beginning in verse 28, we read the words of our Lord, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. In these three verses of Scripture, Jesus gives us some encouraging truth, whether you're lost or whether you're saved. These are some encouraging words to you. Come to me. Come to me. Our Lord God and Savior Jesus Christ says, Come to me. Too many are bearing their own troubles today. They're taking everything upon themselves. And it's not good for you. Jesus says, come to me. Come to me with them. He says, come all ye that labor and are heavy laden. That word uh, labor means who are weary, weary, tired, and exhausted. Heavy laden just, of course, means heavy burden. You're burdened down with this world. This practically includes everybody. Everybody, I would say. Uh, that we're all, every one of us, I would dare say in this, uh, that are watching or here in our church building, we got, we got things that we're dealing with in our lives. That's just life, though, isn't it? That's life. Everybody thinks, I want to get to a place where I don't have no problems. Well, that's never going to happen. Never going to happen. There's always going to be something that's going to be weighing you down because we live in a hard world, a fallen world that's often cruel. And I was, it's I'm sitting on Facebook back in my hometown. Uh, it's this, it's this child. The whole community's gathered around. He's probably maybe three, four years old, and he's got a, uh, he's got a t terrible life-threatening disease. And you can just think about the burden on his parents, on his family, on him. 
you know, well, how, why is it a little child like this has a terrible disease? I'm not sure, I can't remember what it was, but it just reminds us, this is a fallen world, folks. If you don't realize that, you'll be like some of these who have deconstructed from Christianity, shaking their fist and blaming everything on God. You've got to realize this is a fallen world ever since Adam's fall. I once heard a teacher of mine say that life is hard, but it's fair. That's not true. <laughs> That's not true. And the Bible doesn't. Bible, this is a fallen world, it, uh, my friends. We got to always remember that. We don't live in the world before the fall. We live in a world after the fall of Adam. That's often very cruel. That will wear you down. And it will wear you down. And it's wearing a lot of people down today. Uh, I see so many. I remember back in 2020 when I was in Florida working at the Walmart there. And, the, and then I remember that month, I can't remember the exact month when the pandemic and hit and everybody changed up everything. And people were panicking. I mean, and y'all remember buying up every piece of toilet tissue and all that, just, you know, panicking. And, you know, we laugh about it now, but it really it shows, uh, I mean, it was, they were just panicking. It, it was overreacting. And you see people who are starting to come to the realization, hey, I might die. Guess what? We're all going to die, folks. What do we need to do in situations? Look to Christ. He's the answer. I saw, uh, was looking at, was watching a program, news program, about how many Americans are really just, well, not how many, all of us, at least middle class and below, are just being crushed by inflation right now. I mean, it's no joke. I mean, it, we're being crushed by it. Uh, whether you're going to the gas pump or whether you're going to the supermarket. And one statistic showed that 61% of Americans live paycheck to paycheck, meaning they're just one paycheck to being to a financial disaster, just missing one. And uh, medical cost, they're just one way, one medical emergency away from financial ruin even for many who have health insurance. We're burdened down. Work is burdened us down. People are underpaid. Tired of everything. The bills. Life is burdensome, my friends. Read the book of Ecclesiastes if you want to get a further, more detailed. Read what Solomon says about life. Jesus says, come to, unto me. Come unto me. Uh, many are seeking to relieve their pressures and all the stress that we're seeing right now through chemicals. They're addicted to alcohol. Uh, I've had two people come up to me, and y'all know where I work at, and people come and talk to me, get right in my face, and I, get, I about got knocked down the other day. The, alcohol, the breath of the alcohol was so strong. And, and somebody else also the other day same thing. I can smell it. These are people out on the roads, by the way. And and what 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 what's wrong there? Well, they're trying to escape the problems of this life through a bottle, just like others are trying to do it through pills or something they smoke. They're trying to get away through alcohol, drugs, 
Others are in bondage to fake religion. They're seeking to, you know, they're worried about the afterlife. They're worried about this life. So they go and they're, they're following uh, the, these fake religions. Some of these religions go under the name of Christian. Maybe even Baptist even. And they're seeking to gain God's favor. They're trying to... Um, Brother Chris mentioned a lot of this in, in the catechism. You know, they're trying to seek to hold the law, to keep the law, try to appease God. And they're just becoming more and more burdened down with sin. They think, they're thinking and they're hoping they can free themselves through their good works. It all comes up short. What does Jesus say? Come unto me. Come unto me. All you that are labor, ye that labor and heavy laden. In the Gospel of John, chapter 6, the Gospel of John, chapter 6, and verse 35, Jesus uses illustration here about bread. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger. And he that believeth on me shall never thirst. Now, Jesus used bread and water, the two most two elements that we really need for human life. And in Jesus' day, bread was your staple food. They didn't have refrigeration. But Jesus says, He took it a step farther. I am the bread of life. Those who come to me shall never hunger. Those that believe on me shall never thirst. We're going to have a fellowship meal here in a little bit. And it's going to be great. I know it is. Delicious. Always is. But about probably 5 o'clock this evening, it's going to be wore off on it. You're going to be hungry again. Then about 5 or 6 in the morning, you're going to be hungry again and so on and so on. Why? Because this earthly food that we need, we got to keep eating it. We've got to keep drinking water to keep ourselves alive. Jesus said though, I'm the bread of life. You eat of me. Take of me. You'll never be hungry again. You drink. You believe on me. You'll never thirst again. Uh, in the next chapter in John 7 verse 37 at the Jesus said, In the last day of that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried saying, If any man thirst." Let him come unto me and drink. You who are thirsty, you who are in need, come to me. Don't come to that. Don't come to false religion. Don't trust in drugs and alcohol to, 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 you know, to take you away from all your problems. Come to Christ. In Psalm 55 and verse 22, the psalmist states, Cast thy burden upon the Lord, and He shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. Cast your care on God. Throw it upon Him. Look, a lot of people don't want to hear your problems. I mean, and they, I mean, they just don't want to hear it. They're consumed with their own self. God says, bring your problems to me. Cast your care upon Him. 
your your spiritual problems, your financial problems, your health problems come to him. Peter says a similar thing in First Peter five seven. Cast all your care, that is, all your anxiety on him, for he careth for you. Going back to Matthew eleven, Jesus says, "Come unto me, and any and I will give you rest." And then in verse twenty nine, he says, "Take my yoke upon you." Now we don't use this term yoke that often today. It's more of an agricultural term that was very common in Jesus' day in agricultural society. What's a yoke? Well, it was a wooden cross piece fastened over the neck, necks of two animals and usually was attached to either a plow or to a cart. So you could plow your field or pull a cart like two oxen, donkeys, a horse, two horses. Jesus says, take my yoke. He didn't say, take your yoke. He says, take my yoke. And a yoke, by the way, was not designed for one. It was designed for two. Jesus says, take my yoke. Yoke yourself to me. We'll be yoked together. Bound together with me, Jesus says. Uh, I heard that I don't know if illustration or I think I heard this or something I had in my head. <laughs> uh, you know that life is kind of like a, you know, kind of like a football game. You're the quarterback of your own life. Imagine your life being like a a football field, a game, and and Jesus is kind of on the sidelines as the coach sending in the plays from the Word of God. But that's not how how it is. Because Jesus is yoked with you there on the battlefield. He's with you, my friends. Uh, when, when you are yoked with Him. He says, Learn of me, I am meek and lowly in heart. And this cannot be done by your good works. This is done only by faith in Him. Complete faith in Him. And you're yoked to Him. Not by your good works. We believe and follow Christ. And the character He has should also come upon us that we will be more like Him. For He's meek and lowly in heart. You see prideful people who want to, and they can be preaching from a pulpit, so-called prideful people, prideful Christians, my friends, not walking very good with the Lord if you're like that. You're always talking about yourself, bragging about yourself. I tell you what, if you're following Jesus, it should make you humble. You should mirror His character. In Philippians chapter 2, Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 8, the Apostle Paul said, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. He said, we're supposed to have this mind as, a, as Christians. Who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal to God, with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon himself upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men, and being, and being found in 
in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. As Christ our Lord humbled himself, we should humble ourselves, my friends. And that's hard at times. But we should mirror his character. And by taking Christ's yoke upon us, Guess what? He, he states, Ye shall find rest unto your souls. And notice he said that earlier in verse 28. I will give you rest. You want rest in this life? It's found in Christ. Now this does not mean, by the way, that once you, know, once you become a Christian and everything's going to be just great. And you know that it's blue skies, no problems. No, he's talking about a deeper rest. Resting in the assurance that heaven awaits you and that God is with you and Christ is with you. Look, false religion, even legalistic religion is not going to give you rest. It's always going to... You've got to do more and more and more. A perfect example of this is found in Acts chapter 15 in one verse of Scripture. The first great, what we I guess you could call the first great heresy within the church. And what were these men, we now call Judaizers, teaching? It says in Acts 15.1, And certain men which came down from Judea taught the brethren and said, Except ye be circumcised after the manner of Moses, ye cannot be saved. And we keep hearing stuff like that today. It's Jesus plus something else. Jesus plus speaking in tongues. Jesus plus doing this. Always adding on. That's what false religion does. When it simply is believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. But that's too simple for the work salvationists. What did Peter state down in verse 10 of that same chapter? What what he says, Now therefore, why tempt ye God to put a yoke upon the neck of the disciples which neither our fathers nor we were able to bear? He says, Y'all want to put a yoke on people that you can't even bear. You can't bear it. And neither can... That's true with any work salvation. Folks, only in Jesus can we find rest. False religion, there's no assurance. It's always uh, you've got to you've got to prove yourself to God. You got you you, you got to I mean you got to appease God. But only in, but it's in Christ that God is approved, that approves of us, folks. Oh, the writer of Hebrews put it so eloquently in Hebrews chapter four about the true rest. The true rest that awaits. And where our true Sabbath is, he states in Hebrews 4, verse 9, There remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. For he that is entered into his rest, he also is ceased from his own works, as God did from his. Let us there labor therefore to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. Christ is our rest, my friends. In Him you can rest. You're not going to find rest in anything else other than Christ. And that's the problem today with most people. They're trying to find rest 
in other things. The things of this world. Physical things. Even uh, spiritual things. And they never get it. Because it's, because it's not Christ. He says in verse 30. My yoke is easy. And my burden is light. Now you might think, how can that be true? Wait a minute. He says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. When you think of the yoke, you know, two oxen pulling or pulling a wagon, pulling uh, a plow, you think that's, got, that's hard work. And he's applying it to us. How can that be true? Because didn't Jesus say five chapters later in Matthew 16, you can go there with me real quick, verse 24, Matthew chapter 16, verses 24 through 26, what did Jesus say if you follow him? Then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whosoever will save his life will lose it. And whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. For what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his life? Jesus here in Matthew 16 said, compares following him to taking up a cross. And following him. Somebody who was taking up a cross in Jesus' day, was going to die. No ifs, ands, and buts about you were going to die. It, he, he compares following Him to dying, suffering, persecution. And that happened, by the way, to practically, well, every one of His disciples all suffered persecution in the Gospels. I think John the, the Apostle was the only one that didn't die a martyr's death, but he was exiled on the Isle of Patmos. He compares following him, hey, it's tough. A way of suffering. Well, how can his yoke be easy, you say then? How can his yoke? Here's the thing about it. He's there bearing the cross with you. You're not bearing it alone. If you're yoked to Jesus, he will be with you through it all. You're not alone. No matter if you're alone in a prison, you're yoked to Christ. William Wooten's commentary on verse 30 in Matthew 11 says, when you're one with Jesus, you're one with one who perfectly kept the law. And He shares that with you. When you're bound with Jesus, you are one with one who trounced death, who died and rose again who lives forevermore. That's why his yoke is easy. We share in his victory. And I know Brother Jimmy preached last week uh, uh, Romans chapter 6. Uh, 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 just some uh, favorite chapter of mine. But those, I want to just look at three of those verses that just perfectly show this. Verses 3 through 5 in Romans 6. Where Paul stated, Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into His death, therefore we are buried with Him by baptism into death, 
And like as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of His death, we shall also in the likeness of His resurrection. By following Christ, we share in His death. That when He was dying on the cross, that was me, my old self, my sin dying there with Him. And when He was buried, that was my old me being buried. When He rose again, that's me rising with Him because we share now with Christ's death, burial, and resurrection. See, for the Christian, we're never alone. Christ is with us in our struggles. The struggles of this life. He's there with you in all that you go through. And my friends, when you die someday, when you're approaching death, He's going to be there with you also. I've told this story before. It still touches me. My good friend, pastor, Brother David Sheehan died a few years ago had uh, of Alzheimer's. And I remember what his wife wrote uh, on Facebook about the day they left the doctor's office and the doctor had gave him that terrible diagnosis and they were walking outside and Brother Dave told her, says, well, I may forget who God is, but I know He won't forget me. And my friends, God hasn't forgot you. No matter your trouble you're going through. If you're Christ, if you have faith in Christ, you're His. You're His child. He won't forget you. And when death comes, just like with Stephen, I don't know if it will be exactly like Stephen, probably not, uh, but you remember when Stephen died, what did he see as he was about to die? He saw Christ standing at the right hand of the Father ready to receive Him. My friends, Jesus is going to be with you when you cross the threshold of death. There is your fearful of what's coming. He's saying, don't be afraid. He's with you, my friends. He's with His children who know Him. We rest in that assurance. It's not a, a hope-so salvation. It's a no-so salvation. Not because of what we have done, but by what Christ did upon the cross. We can rest in that, my friends. His yoke is easy. And His burden is light because He bears it, my friends. Because you and I can't bear it. Yes, life is hard. Life is tough. But Christ is there with you if you're a Christian. In 1 John chapter 5. 1 John chapter 5. Verses 1. Well, I'm going to read 1 through 5. John the Apostle says, Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And everyone that loveth Him that begot, loveth Him also that is begotten of Him. By this we know that we love that we love the children of God when we love God and keep His commandments. For this is the love of God, that we keep His commandments, and His commandments are not grievous or they are not a burden, another translation puts it. His commandments are not a burden. Why? Because Jesus perfectly kept it for us. 
For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. My friends, our hope is in Christ. Uh, and if you're here today and do not know Christ, I urge you, don't delay. Come to Christ. Come to Him. My friends, come to Him today. Take His yoke upon you. For His burden, my friends, His, he's, his burden is light. He'll take your burdens. That sin that's beating you down, Quit trying to keep the law. Quit, quit trying to, to make yourself right with God. You can't do it. Christ did it at the cross at Calvary. And He has risen from the dead. Come to Christ today. If you're a believer, know that this every day when, when you may want to start trusting in yourself and you're tempted to do that, don't forget Christ is there with you. Come to Him daily in prayer and follow Him daily through His Word. Let us look to Christ at all times. Let us pray. Father, we thank You for the salvation we have in our Lord Jesus Christ. Oh Lord God, this world will weigh You down. There's so many troubles in life, but oh, we thank You for the words of our Lord Jesus Christ to come unto Him and He will give us rest. And I pray, Lord, any who are here today or watching, that, Lord, if they have not trusted You, that they will come to You today. They will come to Christ today. Believe and trust in Him and not trust in their good works. Not trust in their own law-keeping, but trust in the One who perfectly kept the law who took that law upon Himself and died on the cross, fulfilling it, and rose again three days later. Oh Lord, thank You for the salvation in Christ. And may we never forget it. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen.